Macro Brown Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Back Row Brown Show, brought to you by the Back Row Fantasy Network. It's Matty B back here on the ones and twos. You can follow me at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter, and of course, you can follow this show at Browns Back Row. For today's show, we will be talking about the release of the Cleveland Browns 2020 schedule. It came out last Thursday, I believe, so I finally had time to sit down and look at the entire schedule for today's episode. We will focus on some of the tougher opponents, the games that I'd like, and the games that I don't like, plus we will play the schedule game at the end of the episode. Snap is back, ball is down, the kick is blocked, they got it! Denzel Ward blocked the field goal try! And that's the end of the first half. Can Denzel Ward do anything else? When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. 50, Nick Chubb! Hasta la vista, baby! Nick Chubb! But before I get into the schedule, I do want to address uh, the the uh, Richard Higgins signing. I mentioned it on the last episode. I just kind of touched on it on him coming back on a one-year deal. I love the signing, and even more so now. If you guys have seen uh, what he has come when he came, uh, came out and started talking about it, it's being reported that Higgins had offers from two other teams, both of which were offering him more money than he got with the Cleveland Browns. He decided to come back to Cleveland and wanted to play in Cleveland but mostly because he believed in Baker. That was kind of his key decision in wanting to come back to the Browns. He came out and said that he loves uh, playing with Baker and uh, that he thinks he is going to be one of the better quarterbacks moving forward. So he wanted to continue to play and grow with him. I love that uh, even more so now in reading that and finding that out and him being our wide receiver three again. For those of you who may remember a couple seasons ago, he was definitely Baker's go-to guy at the end of Baker's rookie season where he had you know, just the phenomenal season, uh, the season we all fell in love with Baker's Browns fans. So I'm excited to see him back talking about how much he wants to be playing with Baker, and I think he's going to be great. He's definitely, I think, especially with these comments, quickly going to be continue to be moving toward a fan favorite for the franchise. So let's talk about the schedule. Uh, very interesting schedule. I do like it. Uh, there are some tough games on here. Uh, I noticed that we really kind of fell down the list of primetime games after last season. Uh, just getting two this year, though I do think that's not a bad thing. Uh, the Browns definitely seem to thrive when they are the underdogs, and we are definitely going to be the underdogs this year. I do like that we are also going up against division rivals on both of our primetime games with the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. 
According to NFL.com, while I don't buy too much into this, uh, I do want to point it out that the Browns have the fourth easiest schedule playing teams all, of, all together with a 4.461 winning percentage from last season. So obviously, again, I don't buy too much into that because teams have gotten better. You know, you've got obviously, you know, just pointing out, even though Pittsburgh did have a good record last year, getting Big Ben back this year, they're going to have an even better team than they had last year. Uh, so you can't take full, uh, I, I, you can't buy too much into that because teams get better and also teams do get worse based on the previous season. But it is always interesting to look at. So fourth right there, fourth easiest. So hopefully... That will be a good thing for us when it comes to the Browns. So let's jump in and let's talk about the schedule first, and then I will give you guys kind of a, a rundown of my thoughts on what I think the Browns are going to do. I will pick every single game here, and then we'll go back at the end of the season and see how close I was to getting it right and or wrong for the 2020 Brown season. All right, let's start it off with the home opener against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm actually kind of thrilled, and I, I love that we're opening up against Baltimore. Uh, you know, or I, if it had been any of our division rivals, I've been fine with it. But obviously, we are getting Baltimore. I don't love that it is in Baltimore, but uh, as we saw last year in the opening game for, of the NFL season, the game can be really tricky. Uh, I'm not sure if the Browns will win this game, but I do think they will keep it close. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Uh, what worries me right now? Now, it's just this going to be a new offense with a lot of new players here for this offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball with the Browns. Uh, and with everything going on in the world, we, as I've mentioned before, we don't know what the uh, training camps and preseason are going to look like. So how they install these game plans is going to be huge moving forward, and I'm not sure what that means for the Browns. So going up against a team like Baltimore, who obviously was a top seed in the AFC last year, uh, already have some continue, continuality. They've, they've obviously got a lot of players coming back on that offense and defense, same coaching staff. They're not bringing in a new head coach and new offensive, defensive play callers like the Browns did this year. So that does give Baltimore a little bit of a leg up in this one. We get them at 1 o'clock uh, in Week 1, which has been also a very interesting thing. We play every single one of our games at 1 o'clock outside of three games. Our two primetime games, and, and a game against Indianapolis. Uh, there is technically a game that is still to be determined, which is uh, the Jets game, which we will either be playing uh, on the day after Christmas or the 27th, which I imagine they're just deciding that because Christmas is on Friday this year. So they're probably trying to figure out if we're going to play Saturday and or Sunday. So that, that one is up in the air, so I guess we could technically have four uh, games not at 1 o'clock, but I do think that's a good thing for the Browns. Playing at 1 o'clock, that's the usual time that they play, 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and I think that's good, again, just to keep the continuality here for the Browns. Keep them going at the same time every single week. Uh, you know, we don't have to worry about them flying cross-country and then playing one of those 9 o'clock games, one of those teams that's coming over to us like the Raiders later in the year. They're coming to Cleveland, so they're having to play at what's considered 9 o'clock in the morning for their body clocks. So I like it. I like that we're, we're really kind of keeping a continuality thing here for the Browns uh, moving forward with all the 1 o'clock games. But Ravens, week one, like I said, I like it. Uh, I do think it, it sucks a little bit going up against the not just the reigning AFC North champions, but the number one seed from last year. But it will likely be a really good game, and I wouldn't be, be surprised if the Browns end up pulling out the W there in week one. 
So game two, we get uh, another division rival game here, and I I like that it's kind of back-to-back here for the Browns. Uh, We are going to play Cincinnati on Thursday night, the first Thursday night game of the year, which I love. Uh, This is a big game for the Browns. I think they have to win this game uh, for them to make the playoffs, which I know they added the extra playoff team. And again, I'll give you guys my predictions of what I think the Browns are going to do at the end of the episode here. For them to make the playoffs, I think they've got to win almost, if not all, of their home games. I would say probably at least six or seven of them. They need to beat a team like the Bengals twice. Obviously, if they win almost all their home games, that means they get at least one against Baltimore, one against Pittsburgh, which will also be key. Uh, And then win a couple of those games that are going to be... You know, like the Giants, Jets, Titans, Jaguar. Like they got to get a couple steals in there to get into the nine and seven to ten and six range. I think that's the only way they make the playoffs. I don't know. Obviously, the Ravens are going to likely be very good. Although I've said before on here and on my fantasy podcast, I still don't buy fully into Lamar Jackson being a, a NFL MVP quarterback forever. I know he had a really good year last year, but there's still a lot of inconsistencies in his game. Pittsburgh's getting Big Ben back. We don't know what he'll be, but he's shown before that he is an an absolute stud at the position when he's healthy. But is he going to be fully healthy? How's that elbow holding up? So there's still a lot of questions around the Browns. Bengals, how good are they going to be getting Joe Burrow, who we just saw put up? One of the best, if not the best, college football seasons we've ever seen in our lives with LSU. And while, yes, he's coming into Cincinnati, that may not have quite as many of the offensive talent and pieces that LSU had. It's still an NFL team with NFL talent, and Joe Burrow coming in there gives them a step up. This is that game where the the Browns need to come out and they need to win this game. It is at home, so we get that. It's our you know our first home game. It's on Thursday night football, the first Thursday night game of the year. So it'll be a big one for the Browns. This is really I think what could help kick off a great run for them if they're able to pull off the win here in Week Two. Uh, you know what? I, Let's just do it. Let's just talk. No, no, I'm going to save it for the end. I was going to get excited and give you my predictions, but I'll save it for the end. So week three, again, at 1 o'clock Eastern, we get the Redskins. Uh, This one is also going to be a very, very interesting game for me. While Washington's offense does not scare me a lot, uh, you know, obviously Terry McLaurin had a great year last year with them, us Buckeyes fans. Uh, know all about Terry McLaurin. They added a couple really good pieces in the draft this year with AGG. They had Kelvin Harmon last year, who I think could be a little bit of a breakout for fantasy this year as well. But that defense is loaded with studs, and that's what scares me. I do think that it's going to be a very close game in this one. I, I would not be surprised if it comes down to either a play here by Baker or Possibly something that Dwayne Haskins does. If he if he's able to take that step forward this year, he, he definitely improved a little bit toward the end of last year. Uh, but him going up against that Browns defense, I don't think is going to be easy for him either. So I could definitely see this being a defensive struggle a little bit here in Week 3. But this is one of those games where the Browns, not only on paper, I think just all around, are a better team than Washington. If they want to make the playoffs, this is a game they need to win. This is one of those games they need to come out. And they need to beat a team that they should beat if they want to make the playoffs. So that's going to be huge for them in this one in Week 3. And if they do, and say, again, they win the Bengals, possibly lose that home opener to the Ravens, they're still starting out already 2-1 going into Week 4 against the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to be a big one. So everybody who's who's listened since Episode 1 or listens to the Fantasy Podcast knows that I live in Texas currently. 
And this is going to be a big game for me as well. I'm surrounded by Cowboys fans, diehard Browns fans here. Talk about it all the time. Last time we were here, Brandon Whedon almost uh, ended up coming back and winning that game. They ended up losing. But this could be a huge one, and it seems to be a very big game for Baker. Baker was on with Nathan Zagura on the Browns podcast, I believe the night that the schedule got released. And he talked about how this is a big game for him, that he wants to win this game against the Cowboys. It's the same weekend as the Red River rivalry down here in Texas, which is a huge thing between Oklahoma and Texas. Obviously him playing in Oklahoma, that, that, that game means a lot to him. And he wants to come in here and he wants to beat Dallas. Said, you know, being from here and being here as long as he had here in the Texas area, it's a big game. It's a team that he really wants to come in and beat. Now, I love it. Uh, and I do worry a little bit about him possibly making too much of this game, how that may affect him. Maybe he presses a little bit, but if he doesn't, as much talent as the Cowboys have, as someone who's watched them for many years, is that they are the the team down here. They're on every single Sunday in the afternoon. The second, uh, usually playing in the second time slot. That that you know they've uh, usually on Channel Four, I believe it is down here for us. Uh, they they're always on, so I've watched some of their games. They they do get some good games in. I'm still a huge Zeke fan, being uh, him from from Ohio State. The Cowboys tend to play down or not play as well when they're playing good teams. When they play those good teams, Dak struggles, that defense struggles, and so does that offense. And I do think the Browns are going to be a good team this year. Getting back Miles Garrett's going to be huge. I think the additions they made during the draft and free agency are going to be really good for this defense. So I could see this again, just like the Redskins being a really close battle it's going to come down to one play here or there, and I'm hoping Baker makes that play. I did want to mention, so we have actually had in the past really good success against the NFC East. In 28 games against the Cowboys, we are 15-13, and 13, so we have a winning record against them. And against the Washington Redskins, if I can find them here, we are just destroying them when it comes to them. In uh, 46 games, we are 33-12-1. We have one tie against them with a winning percentage of 7-2-8. So we've done really good against the NFC East here, and I think that's also a very good thing that that's who we're playing this year. We've got the NFC East uh, and the AFC South, which that that's the one that worries me. We, we struggle against the AFC South, as you guys will see when I start talking about those games. But this is this is that key stretch right here for the Browns. There's easily, you know, I, I would say all these games up into the bye are very winnable for the Browns. And if they can go in with one or two losses going into Week 9, it is going to be huge for them. And I, I'm really looking forward to the way the schedule has rolled out. So week five rolls around, and that's when we get Indianapolis at 425. This is the one afternoon game. I don't think that matters as much. I Don't get me wrong when I was talking about that stuff earlier. Uh, they are at home, so they get the Colts in an, in an afternoon time slot, which I think is going to be really cool. Uh, but that's like one of the – like I said, that's the third game right now that is outside of the 1 p.m. window slot besides the two primetime games. Colts is going to be an interesting matchup. We know they have a very good defense. That's really kind of what anchored them last year. Their defense was really good. Jacoby Brissett just really – he suffered injuries. That whole offense suffered injuries. I think it was what really kind of hurt that team. 
they got Phillip Rivers coming in now, right? Like, Phillip Rivers is going to be their quarterback, and we saw the way that he turned the ball over last year. And if the Browns' defense can ta- take capitalize on that again here, I think the Browns could easily win this game. I think it's going to be a tough one. You know, the Browns' weakness over the past couple years has been stopping the run. Indy has one of the best offensive lines in the game. Adding Jonathan Taylor into that backfield with Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines is is a very deadly trio in that backfield. So if the Browns haven't really been able to fix the run defense coming into the season, that could be a tough game for them. This is one of those spots that I could see them struggling a little bit, especially with what they have next on the schedule. Uh, but this is going to be, I think, a, a swing game for the Browns. This could really kind of launch them toward that bye week in a good way or bad way, uh, assuming things go the way I think it will earlier on in the season. Week 6, we get our hated rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in Pittsburgh at 1 o'clock. This is going to be uh, um, an interesting game, I think, for me. We always tend to struggle with Pittsburgh, obviously, uh, you know, especially at Hans Field, uh, that is not an easy place for the Browns to typically go and 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 play. So I'm I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm trying to see here. So I forgot to mention the Indianapolis Colts. We are in 29 games, 14 and 15. So. Not great. Again, just continuing the AFC South, as I talked about, I believe we have a losing record against every single team in the AFC South, which is obviously not good. We, we just we seem to really struggle with, uh, with the AFC South. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, we know that we have a losing record against them. Uh, we just... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they've they've taken it to us for a long time. Uh, out of 134 games, we are 59-74-1. and one. I do feel like this year could be different, though. Uh, we saw last year both games against Pittsburgh were really tough games. Obviously, the first one with Miles Garrett. Uh, the Browns really kind of owned that entire game. They let Pittsburgh get back into it a little bit at the end, but it was really the Browns game. And if I'm being honest, they they had their chances to win the second one. It was just a total collapse by the defense. Uh, and just, just a bad game overall for the offense as well. I, I don't know what happened. I think it was just kind of that whole team – kind of coming to a head and, and dealing with all the issues we finally started to learn about at the end of this year with Freddie and that offense and the defense really all kind of came ahead, came to a head in that Pittsburgh game, especially with the Browns. They were fighting still for a playoff spot at that point. If they won that game, there was a chance they, a realistic shot, they could still have made the playoffs. So that was a huge game, a huge letdown for us. Uh, this one's going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy game. And having that right before the bye Mixed in between two winnable games, I think could be okay if the Browns end up losing this one. So if they if they come into this one having only lost to say the Ravens in Week One, and then they've won the next three straight or four straight, and then they go up against Pittsburgh and say they lose, okay, you're four and two though at this point. So that's not a bad way to kick off the season. You got two more games going into your bye. Uh, I will admit that the second half of the season is much harder for the Browns. So getting as many wins as they can before that bye. Would be huge, uh, but this is definitely going to be a game that if they ended up losing it, uh, I'm not going to hold it too much against them because it, it's just it's not easy going into your rival's house and beating them. I think the Browns could do it, uh, but and a lot of it I honestly do think will depend on how Big Ben is. How healthy is he going to be? How's his, how healthy is his elbow? And what are we looking at for him? So that'll be a very interesting game. I think that one... 
for me, that's the big one I have circled here in week six because I'm not going to, as much as I love the Ravens game, that in week two when they get the Bengals at home, those, those are the key ones for me. Those are key games, division games. You want to win as many division games as possible. Uh, those are going to be two of the key games on this one. Uh, in week seven, we go to Cincinnati at one o'clock. So very interesting that we go like back-to-back with division rivals twice here in the first half of the season. Baltimore and Cincy in weeks one and two, and then at Pittsburgh, at Cincinnati uh, in week six and seven. This is, as I talked about earlier in week two, we need to win this game. Uh, you know, I know Joe Burrow is a great prospect. I think he's going to be really good for Cincinnati and a really good quarterback in the NFL. But it's his first year. You're looking at this is going to be his seventh week uh, right now in the NFL. The Browns need to win this game if they want to make the playoffs. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can't lose this game. I don't care that it's in Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals are not on your level. If we're being honest with ourselves here, Browns fans, they're not on our level. They're they're on their way, but they're not on our level yet. If we want to make the playoffs, we have to have this game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Lastly, we get the Raiders at home in Week 8. This is going to be another interesting one for me. Obviously, uh, for those of you who remember, we played the Ra- the Raiders in uh, rookie, my goodness, Baker's rookie season. I just butchered that completely. Uh, God, I keep missing this stuff. Cincinnati, we have a losing record to Cincinnati as well. 93 games, we are 42 and 51 against them. For the Las Vegas Raiders now, we have played them 23 times. We are 10-13 and 13 against them. The last time we played them was in Baker's rookie season. That was the game that Nick Chubb, I believe, had two rushes of like 80-plus yards. He had that huge breakaway, and he wasn't even the starter yet. Goes to the house. Baker threw a couple big plat passes uh, to get them. We went into, I believe we went into overtime, or the Raiders drove down at the end of the field and ended up winning the game. I don't remember exactly how, but it was a heartbreaking loss, though. Uh, but that was on the defense. There was not much that the offense did wrong in that game. Them coming to Cleveland, again, I think does hurt them a little bit, having to come from Vegas to Cleveland. They're playing at about 9 o'clock in the morning, their time, right? Uh, so, or maybe it's only... 10, 11 o'clock? I don't remember. They're not quite far as back as California. I don't think. I don't even remember now at this point. But regardless, uh, they're two hours behind them. So, yeah, it would be an 11 o'clock game or 11 o'clock start for them. So it may not be a big deal, but you hear everybody talk about it all the time. Teams coming from the West Coast to the East Coast trying to, you know, redo not redo like kind of adjust their bodies to the time clocks and everything because they're not used to being up that early and playing that early. Don't know if that really affect them or not, but the Browns should win this game. I do think that they are the better team than Oakland. Now, Oakland's added a lot here on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense, I think, still needs some improvement, which is why I could see this being a little bit of a shootout as well as it was two years ago. But this is the big one. This is a, The Browns win this game, have a chance to go into Week 9 with a winning record, would be huge. It gives you kind of that sigh of, okay, we, we took care of business as much as we possibly could in in the first half of the season. Let's jump in. I do like that they get the bye in week nine. That's literally right in the middle of the season. So you get that bye, and then you just jump in and you attack the back half of the schedule. It starts out very hard. I do think that the end of it is really good, and the end of it could be huge for the Browns and what their playoff chances are. So coming out of the bye in Week 10, we get the Houston Texans, who 
we could not beat a couple years ago, as I just mentioned earlier with the with Oakland. We really struggled against, and that was the game that uh, saw a lot from Baker, though, right? He comes out, I think he threw like three interceptions really early on, but then came back and fought back. Didn't quite make it a game, but they didn't give up in that one. I thought that was huge for them. I really liked what I saw in that game. But in 10 games, we are 3-7 and seven against the Houston Texans. However, if there's ever time to beat the Houston Texans, this is it. They just traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Deshaun Watson has not got a lot of help around him. They haven't done much to improve that offensive line. That defense, while they have J.J. Watt and a couple other really good defensive players on there, their defense has been aging and struggling. Now is your chance to knock them off. Big one for the Browns. This is going to be big. They've got a nice little stretch here of games. The next four games with with the Texans. I'm just going to read the teams off. Texans, Eagles, Jags, Titans. This is going to be a huge four-game swing for them. If they can come out of this one 2-2 two and two or even 3-1 and one or hell, 4-0, and oh, the Browns are going to be sitting really pretty moving forward and looking at the playoffs. They've then got that game against the Ravens, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but it's a big game for them. Texans are going to be a tough matchup, no doubt about it. But I do think, again, if the Browns want to make the playoffs, this is one of those games they have to win. In Week 11, they get the Eagles at home. So two home games in a row, or technically three if you take the bye out of it. The Raiders, then they get the bye, Texans, Eagles. So I think that's good for them. Three home games in a row. Really kind of as the winter months are coming around, you're getting right into Thanksgiving here now with the Eagles, right around Thanksgiving the week before. Uh, You know, Prime time, running the ball. We'll see if they really have kind of adopted that offense from Kevin Stefanski, allowing Nick Chubb to run the ball. This game, though, with the Eagles, I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of a shootout game, kind of a lot of throwing the ball. We saw last year that Eagles secondary was horrendous. While they're getting some guys back from injury, they have let some guys go. I'm not sure that they've improved that secondary much, so this could be a game for Baker to kind of get after them. In this one, we have improved our secondary. Our defense, I think, matches up very well against the Philadelphia Eagles. So this could be a really good game for them, a really good test, as I mentioned we have really good records here against the uh, the NFC East. We've had winning records against so far uh, Washington and Dallas, and we do as well against Philly. In 49 games against them, we are 31-17-1. So we tend, as I mentioned, to beat up on the NFC East, and we also have a winning record against the other team in the Giants, who we play here soon as well. So uh, this is the a good year for us when it comes to that. Uh, the NFC opponents that we have to face, so the history of us against these teams, we tend to win these games, and we're going to need to win them if we want to make the playoffs. Moving past the Jags in Week 12, the week of Thanksgiving, we get the Jacksonville Jaguars at 1 o'clock in Jacksonville. So we get to go you know, out of the cold and into a likely while humid Nice weather climate here for the Browns as they go up against Jacksonville. And uh, opposite of the NFC East, as I've talked about here many a times, our record against them is not good. We just struggle against the AFC South. In 17 games, we are 5-12 and against Jacksonville. However, much like the Houston Texans, now's our chance. Jacksonville is in full rebuild mode right now. They obviously feel like they found the quarterback of their future and the Gardner. Gardner Minshew, but the rest of their team is rebuilding. They've traded away a lot of key assets. Don't know if Campbell will even be back with them. Or not Campbell, uh, Ngakwe will be back with them this year with everything. Or was it? I don't even remember. But they've got – it doesn't matter. 
They have lost a lot of pieces. They're in full rebuild mode. If the Browns can't come in there and beat them this year, I'd hate to say it, I don't think they deserve to make the playoffs. This is, again, just like the Washington Redskins. This is one of those teams where you should be better on the football field. You're better on paper. You need to win this game. You need to go in and win this game. It's going to be huge for you. Go in and beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You know, you can't. Everybody may complain about, hey, well, the Browns had the fourth easiest schedule. You know what? They can't control the schedule. They didn't make it. All they can do, the old cliche, go in and beat who is on your schedule. They need to go in and beat the Jags if they want to make the playoffs. I think this could be a great, I don't want to say easy, no game is easy to win in the NFL, but this could be a matchup where the Browns have a have the upper hand when it comes to talent and the team and should be able to get a win late in the season, which could be huge for their playoff push. After Jacksonville, they get the Tennessee Titans in week 13 at 1 o'clock at Tennessee. So a chance to possibly exact some revenge after what happened last year in week 1. You know, the Browns, fair and I think unfairly, did not really hype themselves up much. It was not the team. It was not the players doing it. It was the media and all the fans, right? We were so excited about the Browns. You know, we were on that hype train last year. The Browns finally be able to make the playoffs of what we saw from Baker the year before. And a lot of people were really high on the Browns saying they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Tennessee took that offensively. They got really upset, came out, and just whooped our ass, right? They came out, punched us in the mouth, and really just kind of destroyed the Browns in that week one game uh it was extremely embarrassing the browns now get a chance to possibly go back and do that to them tennessee you know was a really good team last year they made the playoffs obviously went in beat new england beat baltimore you know up i think it was 21 or 24 to nothing on the chiefs in the championship game before they had the chiefs come back so the Titans are not going to be an easy matchup at all. I think, obviously, as a Browns fan, and I'm sure those Browns players, they'd love to go in there and put a beat down on Tennessee, like Tennessee did for us there in Week 1 last year. I don't know if that's possible. We do have a winning record against them, just barely. Uh, in 66 games, we are 35-31. and 31. So that's the one team in the AFC South that we don't... I shouldn't say don't struggle against. We did lose 31 times, but we have a winning record against them, which does matter a little bit, but it's going to be an interesting team to go up against. They got Derrick Henry on that contract. You know, a lot of talk, actually, since we got Tennessee on here, a little bit of the rumor mill that it's down to Cleveland and Tennessee for Jadavion Clowney as well. I would love that. Obviously, if we could get Clowney, I think if they do get Clowney, that means they release more than likely Olivier Vernon because they'd be paying both of them the same amount of money. Uh, the dead cap hit would only be a couple million if they let Vernon go. Uh, so I would go ahead and let Vernon go and take Clowney. Having him opposite of Miles Garrett would be just dangerous. Uh, but if he goes to Tennessee, you're also looking at him on the other side of the line coming at Baker. So those it does seem like it's down to one of those two teams. Whichever he decides to go to could be fun to watch this matchup here, though. Uh, against the Titans, it will be a close game. I, I don't expect it to be a blowout like it was last year. I think we finally, we realized that you know, Freddie clearly wasn't as ready for this head coaching job as we all thought and hoped he would be. Uh, and it showed in that game as the Browns got punched in the mouth. They did nothing. Uh, to adjust to what Tennessee was doing. They pretty much just kept doing the same thing, and it, and it really cost them. Tennessee adjusted, did everything they could, and, and they did. They they whooped up on the Browns. I do think this game will be different. I don't know how or if the Browns win it. We'll see here in a minute because I will pick every single game, uh, and I'm still kind of torn on this one, but Titans game in Week uh, 13 should be a good one. 
That brings us to week 14, our last, uh, our second primetime game here is we get the Ravens on Monday night football in week 14, which is huge. This late into the season, getting uh, our week our Monday night game and our last game against Baltimore here in week 14, which I forgot to even mention. We played the Bengals twice in the first half of the season, which is very interesting. Usually they save at least one toward the end of the year, uh, but we knock out the Bengals twice. So that, that'll be done with, but we do get Baltimore here. Uh, regardless, I already mentioned how, how poorly we do uh, against them. At least I believe I think I did. If I didn't, we are in 42 games, 11 and 31. So Baltimore's had our number. We are at home though now. We did lose to them at home last year, but we did go into their place and spank them last year. I do hope that the Browns can bring some kind of that offensive mindset into it this year. Uh, we noticed, or I noticed that last year, the reason we were able to beat them was the way that we ran the ball. We kind of kept the ball away from Lamar and that offense, and we just kept grinding it out, grinding it out. And early on, Nick Chubb was not doing that good. He wasn't getting many yards. He was probably averaging like maybe two yards a carry, 2.5. Then he broke a couple big ones. Then he broke that big, long touchdown run. Like, that's what you get from Nick Chubb. You just got to keep grinding, letting him go, and eventually he's going to break those big ones and reward you, and you keep Lamar and that offense off the field, which I think is key for them to win that game. It's going to be a good one, obviously, the Browns were not great in primetime last year. While they obviously won the Jets game and the Steelers game, it was close in that Los Angeles game. I mean, they were close in some of those games. Uh, but I, I, it's going to be interesting. This is going to be a huge one because, as I mentioned, this is kind of that back half of the schedule where they've got, in my opinion, these next four games, Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers are all winnable and really could go a long way toward deciding what they do for their playoff run if they make a playoff run in 2020. In week 15, they get the Giants at 1 p.m. Uh, they are at New York uh, for the next two games. Actually, they get the Giants and the Jets. So they go to MetLife Stadium twice uh, in those two weeks. I think this is going to be a big one for Odell, assuming he stays healthy, he's not traded, which I really hope he's not going to be. We've seen Andrew Berry said that they're going to keep him and make sure that he's a stable of the franchise moving forward, which I think would be a good move. He's a super talented wide receiver. Uh, but this is his time going home. He's going back against the team that – you know, said they weren't going to sign him to trade him, and then they signed him and they traded him. We saw how much that really kind of bothered him. Now he's all in on being in Cleveland. I think this is going to be a huge game for him. He's going to want to win it. I think he's going to want to put up numbers. It'll be interesting to see if Baker tries to force him the ball or just does what he can to win it. This is the one game where I could see Odell possibly going a little crazy in the fact that if he doesn't get the ball enough or he's not able to make some big plays, then it might get to him just because, you know, it, it's – everybody's been through it. Everybody knows that feeling. When you get that X and the first time you see him again, you want to prove, you know, happiness is the best revenge, right? You know, you want to show that you're happy and you're successful uh, and, and just kind of remind them of what they lost. And I do think Odell is going to really want to do that in this game. Uh, obviously, we saw him come out in the game last year in week, I think it was three uh, against the Jets on that Monday night football game where he took that slant to the house, and that was in MetLife Stadium. We saw how thrilled he was to be back there, but it was against the Jets. Uh, and I know, I'm sure he'll want to have a good game again when he plays the Jets here in Week 16, uh, which again, it will be that Saturday or Sunday after Christmas. They have not announced the time just yet for that one. But the Giants are the team that traded him. They are the ones that let him go. Uh, they did not believe in him, and I would not be surprised if he really wants to go out and get this one. 
The Jets, same thing. I, this, these, these next two games are going to be hard for me, though. The Jets-Giants, I just feel like one of these is going to be a trap game, and the Browns are going to end up losing it. I think the Browns should win both of them. You know, the Jets will be improved. They've made some good moves in the offseason and in uh, – or in free agency and in the draft. I don't believe in Adam Gase, though. I just I don't think that he's that great of a coach. But that defense had Baker on his heels a lot last year. Now, again, I don't know how much of that was Baker, how much of that was the game planning by Freddie, uh, but it wasn't a great game against the Jets for the most part in that. In fact, you could almost say that if Darnold would have been out there, there's a chance the Jets might have beaten the Browns there in that Monday Night Football game. Like, the Browns just did not look good uh, in that game. They did come away with the win, but they did not look good and the Giants are also the same. They're kind of a rebuilding team here. They do not uh, have a, a great team. They've got their quarterback of the future. They're improving that defense. Obviously, you've got Saquon you've got to worry about there in the offense. But all in all, they do not have a great team. And I think the Browns have a better team on paper. Against the Giants in 49 games, we are 26-21-2. and two. And against the Jets in 26 games, we are 14-12. and 12. So we, you know, winning record against both of them, fairly, fairly more wins with the Giants with 26 to 21, just a, just two more wins against the Jets. Uh, but this could be key. If we can go to New York two weeks in a row and get two dubs, I think that would almost secure our shot into the playoffs. It, it would be huge. Two very interesting games. You know, you got Baker against Sam. There was a lot of rumors for those of you, I'm sure, who remember uh, when the Browns were drafting up there at number one, that they were going to take Sam Darnold. We all remember the infamous Jimmy Haslam sitting in the stands talking to Sam Darnold's parents. Everybody thought it was going to come down to him or uh, Rosen at the time, actually. There was not a lot of talk about Baker being the one. Uh, so it could be a very interesting game with those two guys who I think have, outside of that rookie class, have been the two worst, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Well, I guess I can't say two worst because Rosen's been the worst, but uh, they've been the next two worst. Uh, Josh uh, Allen and Lamar Jackson, who got drafted behind both of those guys, have been so far much better and put up better seasons so far than Baker and Sam. I know Baker broke the rookie touchdown record, uh, but really had a bad year last year where Lamar and Josh Allen both took a step forward. So this could be a big game for these two guys uh, going up against each other as the top two quarterbacks uh, drafted in that draft. So that brings us to the last game on the schedule in Week 17 on January 3rd, the Steelers at home. So I love that we get our last game at home in the dog pound against our hated rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this could be it. This could decide who finishes first in the division, second in the division, playoff spot, playoff, uh, you know, standings all in effect here with Pittsburgh. Going to be a huge game. I've talked about the past couple years, even with Hugh Jackson, we have played the Steelers much tougher at home. I think we've always kind of played the Steelers much tougher at home. Tend to struggle when we go to Heinz Field, but at home, we have played them tough. Don't always come away with the W. You know, remember a couple years ago with you, uh, the Tyrod Taylor game, we ended up getting the tie, which we should have ended up winning that game, but let's not get started on that. We did beat them last year, uh, but again, some of that's going to be brought on the fact that Big Ben was hurt. I like this game. I like that it's at the end of the season. It gives the Browns another huge kind of thing. This is kind of like a couple years ago in Baker's rookie season. While we were out of the playoffs at that point, we had a shot to keep Baltimore out by beating them. We ended up losing in that game, but it was a tough game, right? That came down to the end. Baker just throws that pick, and the Baltimore Ravens end up winning it. Going to be a huge game here. I love that we're closing out the season with Pittsburgh at home. Going to be a huge game. So let's pick them. Let's go through these games really quick and pick how I think the Browns are going to land. 
I'm going to give us the L week one against Baltimore. I just I think that, as I mentioned, uh, I, I might change my mind. I will re-pick these games at the end as well before we get into the season just because having the being able to see what we do in the training camps and in preseason is going to be huge. But right now, if everything's going to continue to be this virtual learning stuff and everything, I am a little bit worried about them going in with not as much uh, you know, continuality as, as the Baltimore Ravens have. So I'm going to give us the L in there. However, in Week 2 against the Bengals on Thursday night, I'm giving us a win. I think we will beat the Redskins as well. Uh, I think that will be a big game, but as I mentioned, we should beat them. We're the better team on paper. I think we're going to win. I'm going to give us a win against the Cowboys. I do think that we come away with that one. Uh, Baker has mentioned that it's a big game for him. I think the team will step up. I think they will find a way to beat the Cowboys for Baker, and that will put us at a 3-1 and one record going into Week 5. Week 5 against the Colts. I'm going to give us the L right now. I'm just I'm torn on this one. I think this could be a really close game game gonna come down to a last few minute heroics either on the offense or defense I'm hoping the Browns pull this one out but I'm gonna give us a loss there and I'm gonna give us a loss against Pittsburgh at home or at at their home away at Heinz Field but I do think that we wrap up the first half of the season with wins against the Bengals and the Raiders. Again, that, that's going to be huge for me. A huge key swing going into the bye. Can we beat two teams that we should beat? So that sends us into the bye week at 5-3. and three. Not bad. Not great. Again, I do think there's a swing game in there with the Colts, possibly even the Steelers. They're definitely winnable games. Uh, so they could end up winning that one. And if they do, we end up going in 6-2 and two, or, fuck, even 7-1, and one, which would just be amazing. Do think the 7-1 and one is a little bit of a stretch, uh, but I think 5-3 and three is definitely reasonable, reasonable and something that we wouldn't mind having as our record as we hit the bye week going into the second half of the season. So coming out of the bye, I'm, I'm going to give us a loss against the Texans, but this is really one of those swing games. Uh, them and the Colts, these are the two games that I could I could easily see us winning. I'm going to go a little bit on the pessimistic side here and give us losses just because I, I could see it happening, but easily could be wins for us. Uh, after that, the Eagles, I'm giving a W. I think that we do be, beat the Eagles. We, we I just think we match up really well on paper, and I think the Browns could come away with a win here. I, I don't... I, wouldn't be surprised if maybe the Eagles are a little bit banged up. They've seemed to be banged up the past couple years. Uh, but I do think this will be a really good matchup with the Browns coming out on top. Again, giving us the win against the Jaguars as well. Again, we should beat them just like the Washington Redskins. We're better on paper. They're rebuilding right now. We should go in and beat Jacksonville. I'm unfortunately going to give us the loss against the Titans. I don't think it's going to be a beatdown. I do think it will be a much tougher game this year. The Browns will be a tougher out, a harder team to beat, I think, by everybody this year. Uh, but I'm going to give us an L there. And I'm going to give us a four-game sweep here against the Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. I think we close out the season on a four-win streak, which brings us to 11 and 5. Now, I realistically think the shot is going to be 10 and 6. I do think, but... As I mentioned earlier, I do think there's a couple of games in there that we could easily win. Again, the Titans—I don't think the Titans is an easy win, but I do—I could see us beating them. I could see us beating the Texans, the Colts, possibly even, as I said, Baltimore in Week One. With as weird as those Week One games are in the NFL, so I'm picking them to go 11 and five right now. Do think it could be 10 and six? I do think that gets the Browns into the playoffs. I'm not sure. If that gets them the lead in the AFC North, I don't know why I was going to say the NFC North, the AFC North is 
Again, Baltimore does technically have the easiest schedule on uh, paper right now for the NFL. We know that they're going to be a good team, but I do think that that gets you in the discussion with Baltimore. Uh, So it'll be really interesting to see. I will have a full breakdown as we get closer to the season on what I think every team is going to do, who I think makes the playoffs, and how far I think the Browns could go if they make the playoffs. But right now, as the schedule is released, again, no injuries or Anything else going on? I think the Browns have a realistic shot of going 11 and five and or 10 and six. So, guys, thank you so much for taking time to listen to this Browns podcast today. I really appreciate it. If you guys have time, rate and review. Uh, the show is on iTunes, many other podcasting platforms. If you guys want to listen to all fantasy football advice, you can check me out at the Fantasy Football Roundtable. We go live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, and Twitch every Monday and Thursday with the crew. Also put up podcasts. It's a lot of fun there. If you guys have any questions or anything you want to hear about the Browns, we can do a Browns mailbox episode. Shoot me a DM at Browns or at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. I'd be happy to answer those uh, and look forward to our next episode dropping next week. Hope you guys enjoyed the schedule episode. And as always, let's go Browns. Browns.